and we're joined now by the Florida Speaker of the House, Chris Sprouls. Good morning, Chris. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Joe. It's great to be with you this morning. I, I'm, I'm glad to see you guys are getting your business underway. Well, I mean, if there's one major thing that you guys hope to accomplish in this session, you know, beyond a budget, I mean, what would it be? Well, look, certainly the budget's the most important, but I, I couldn't boil it down to one thing for you. The reality is we have a, a robust agenda. I said yesterday we're, we're doing all the things here in the state of Florida that the federal government's not, whether that's, you know, changing our workforce system to actually work for people to help them get jobs, tackling China's infiltration of our higher education institutions, making sure our kids can read on grade level, creating entrepreneurship uh, and opportunity agendas for Floridians, and then tackling issues like flooding in our communities, you know, big, you know, the, and the issues surrounding you know, big tech and big data. One of the one of the issues I know you guys are going to have to address is going to be that of the minimum wage. Florida voters voted to approve a constitutional amendment to raise the wage by uh, up to fifteen dollars an hour. Oftentimes, Mr. Speaker, as you well know, when there is a uh, a referendum that is passed by the state by by voters by citizens, sometimes the state legislature. Uh, has been known to slow things down a bit or to change up perhaps the original intent. What is that going to look like when the minimum wage is implemented? Yeah, I think most of that is actually a, a misnomer. I mean, you look at, for example, Amendment 4 that passed last time where the, the advocates in front of the Supreme Court said, well, the legislature is going to have to implement. And then, of course, later on changed their tune and said, why is the legislature having to implement? Uh, you know, the minimum wage, uh, unlike that and others, you know, really is mostly self-executing, and it was very prescriptive um, in the Constitution. So I don't think that there's a lot for us to do as far as implementation other than to, you know, uh, have our laws and statutes comply with, uh, with that and then consider the fallout and the impact of minimum wage because it is going to have an adverse effect on small business in a pretty significant way in our state. It does, it does not appear that there was actual rampant widespread voter fraud during the last presidential election but there is no doubt that there are a lot of americans and certainly floridians who think that there is something wrong with our election systems what is going to be done in this legislative session when it comes to election security and election confidence yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, every, every year, you know, we have taken up election law issues in the state of Florida really since the year 2000 when we were embarrassed as a state and continue to modernize our laws. So, for example, last year, there were some supervisors of elections who were not complying with the law that was prescribed by the legislature and, and laid out by the secretary of state regarding ballot drop boxes, things like that. The House passed a bill off the floor last you know, prior to this last election uh, preventing ballot harvesting that didn't get done because it didn't pass through the Florida Senate. So those are issues that, you know, again, they were important before this election and they're going to be and they're important after this election. If you're just joining us, we're talking to the Florida Speaker of the House, Chris Sprouls. Uh, Mr. Speaker, how how is the coronavirus uh, going to going to put a hitch in our budget? I, I would think that our income is going to be down and our outgo is going to be high. Yeah, there's no doubt. Right. We've spent you know billions of dollars during the course of the pandemic on, you know, on relief through emergency management. We've got a two billion dollar budget shortfall. Now, some of that could change, Joe, based on what the federal government's doing. But, you know, we, we plan based on the most conservative approach. And that means we're going to have the House is going to end up, you know, releasing a budget that, you know, has cuts in order to deal with the fact that we've lost sales tax revenue in a pretty significant way. We've lost gas tax revenue in a pretty significant way. Um, the one thing I would say that's extremely optimistic is that Florida is, is recovering at an incredibly, uh, incredibly you know, high rate. 
especially compared to states throughout the country. So we're on our way to recovery, but this budget year is going to be a challenge. I'm curious, what was your visceral reaction yesterday when you heard that the governor of Texas was eliminating the mask mandates and dropping some of the other uh, COVID rules there, rules that we haven't had here in Florida? I mean, certainly you got a chuckle out of that yesterday thinking, oh, Texas is going to be like Florida now. Yeah, well, listen, hey, listen, we're always, you know, you know what do they say? Uh, imitation is the, the, the best form of flattery. Right. So we're happy for other states to want to imitate us. They've done it on school choice. They've done it on our tax policy. Um, they've done it on our, you know, the way that we handle entrepreneurship and business climate. So always happy to have states be more like Florida. I think the interesting thing is, you know, you know let's rewind six months ago when myself, Governor DeSantis, President Simpson were talking about how we need to open our schools. We need to get our kids back in school so that they can learn. We need to allow our businesses to open. And you know, really, I mean, I think, I think it's kind of fair to say that we're openly mocked, um, you know, yeah. by being irresponsible and not caring about our kids and not caring about our teachers, when the reality was we do care about our kids, we do care about our teachers, we do care about our businesses. And now, of course, you're seeing the rest of the nation say, well, gosh, we really need to get our kids back in school and we really need to get our businesses back open. And the reality is now we have had six months of our kids not having, you know, those, those problems with learning gains, being back in the classroom, our businesses engaged in commerce and providing for their families. And that is the reason that our road to recovery is going to be stronger. It is why, you know, our unemployment rate is lower than other states and why we're on a path towards prosperity. The more I consume news from other states, the more I thank God that I live in Florida. Oh, gosh, absolutely. I, you know, I'll, I'll give you a, an anecdote, but I have a, a, a cousin of mine who came down during the, uh, you know, the lockdowns in New Jersey and said, hey, do you know a realtor? And uh, I got him one and he bought a house and he said to me, I, I am so proud every single day to be a Floridian because every day I, I feel like I'm actually free. I can do my business. I take my girls. He's got two girls. I take my girls to school. Um, they're learning where their friends just a few months ago um, are at home. They're not learning. They're not able to, you know, their, their parents aren't able to go to work. They're not able to really go out to dinner. Um, it's just a totally different life. Florida Speaker of the House Chris Sprouls joining us live here on Orlando's Morning News as the legislative session begins their 60 day of, of work here. And again, I, I, I chuckle when I say that, but y'all don't just work 60 days. It's just that the session is 60 days. They work year round. Uh, but but the session is underway right now. Florida Speaker of the House Chris Sprouls. Mr. Speaker, thank you so much for your time this morning. Thanks, Joe. Great being with you all. Got it.